0: Welcome to the Apple of Truth, our weekly podcast where we cover every single episode of Lucifer while celebrating the great parts, pointing out the bad parts, and answering questions you never knew you even had. I'm Vero. And I'm Lina. And we can't wait to share our love and hate for your favorite characters.
1: Today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 2, Lucifer, 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 which apparently is a play on the Brady Bunch, her sister's shadow, because Jen Brady has an exclamation of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha in there. Since I have never seen the Brady Bunch, I have no idea if that is correct.
0: Yeah, same. Also, I feel like there must be much more works of art where somebody exclaims three times, eh. Anyhow
1: I have no idea tell us what it's
0: about so we can get into it
1: this time around not Lucifer is revealed to be Michael whose initial plans to fuck up Lucifer's life changed into taking it completely over but Chloe is her usual super self and totally sees through his games yay and just like in the episode itself I mostly cared about the main plot which is weird for me I also didn't cover the side plots
0: You have a note every now and then, but not very into that obsession of the week. So we had agreed that since Lucifer is in this episode for about, what, five seconds we are going to go with somebody who looks like him but is not him. So we are doing Michael's obsession of the week and I'm
1: gonna go with Lucifer.
0: I'm gonna count this as a win because I
1: went with Lucifer's
0: life. Yeah, well he only attacks Lucifer's life because he wants to attack Lucifer himself. So yes,
1: this is a win. Nice, which gives <laughs> Look us... <at> Look <laughs> us go! One out of two. Two is now in agreement and thus we are back at our 50% which is how we concluded last season. On our average. Yes. <laughs> we of course also have the usual facts and funds let's get into this and there are going to be some imdb ones probably in the bonus fifth time director sherwin shalati previous episode was all about eve two more to come 13th writer Ilya modovic herself previous credit was who the New king of hell four more credits to come with her the title is set by Michael, which gives us zero episode titles set by Lucifer.
0: Can we count this as a Lucifer saying? Because it's no. technically the same actor and he no. is pretending to be Lucifer. No. Yeah. Damn it. Although I would have fought you on this if he said it in character of Lucifer. But he didn't.
1: And thus you I know. have no heel to stand on.
0: Thus I am not fighting you on that. But in my head, this is what happened.
1: That is fine. The inner lining of Not Lucifer's suit has a visible label with the letters S-E-R-J. Search Custom Tailoring is a real full-service tailor shop based in Burbank, California, with clientele ranging from TV and movie productions to private individuals. Michael never once acknowledges when people call him Lucifer. He merely responds with a statement or smiles. And I read this fact before I watched the episode and so I paid attention to it and it's true. Fascinating. It's so well done because it's super subtle but goes through the entire episode. We have multiple references to Lucifer Manly Whatnots ancient episode. There Lucifer said he preferred cool ranch puffs to flaming hot flavor. He discovers he is no longer invulnerable when Chloe shoots him. Chloe shooting him was a result of him insisting she do so to prove he's the devil. And he later represents Chloe with... The necklace made from the bullet It is also where Chloe learns invulnerable When it comes to the celestials Means bullets would at best sting and annoy But not kill a devil or angel Chloe makes several overt references To that case while speaking To not Lucifer And that concludes our facts and fun Segment so please Vero tell our lovely listeners What happened so far On Lucifer
0: The road so far And the road so far no, oh wrong show. Sorry, sorry. And we're in dad's car. I don't know the lyrics. <gasps> okay, wrong show. Got it. So yeah. Previously on Lucifer. Chloe's a gift from God. Ames and Linda had their baby, which nearly got killed by demons. Ella is being left out of everything. Maze is also left behind, but at least people pay attention to her. Dan is on his way to healing. Lucy decided to do the responsible thing and go look after hell, but did tell Chloe that she was always the one. Chloe nearly died during a case and got saved by someone who looks like Lucy, but is not Lucy. So much tension. And we open this episode with an actual cult open, which very rarely happens, and a very, very good song, I have to say, called Atom by Tempos. We watch this astronaut, somebody in a spacesuit, walking into a dome and I have to say, I admit, the misdirection, the double misdirection was so damn good that I fully fell for both of them. The fact that we're in space... And the fact that the first person is going to kill the sleeping person, both the cases, I was like completely on board.
1: I was absolutely not on board that we're in space, but I saw the Space Odyssey references because the tunnel looks exactly like it and everything. It's raining, the the, the way it is shot and everything. Just like you, I was sure that they were going to stab the sleeping person. But then it's like, okay, not the expected use of a knife. But okay And then she bites Into the apple Right there And I'm like Why Why would you eat Your stolen food Right there Especially an apple Which is loud as fuck Where the person You're stealing from Is sleeping What are the chances That she
0: Put them to sleep With some sleeping pills Or something like that And so
1: she knew That
0: they won't wake up No?
1: No Okay Because later on We learned that She often stole food So I expect her to be Way more competent At stealing And then enjoying the food not while standing over the fucking sleeping person
0: if she were competent at doing it they probably wouldn't know that she was the one doing it
1: Mm, with only five suspects it's easy to find out i guess and then of course the actual murder knife shows up which is the identical knife so very very well done Mm -hmm. and i was very happy that the knife is a murder knife after all
0: yeah I just loved the misdirection and it already set up this episode for being fun and I really appreciated the shooting as you mentioned the references to space odyssey and stuff very cool we can jump right in to our main plot line this week
1: does the music that is playing in that beginning of the precinct scene, does it have a name? No, it does not. Shame.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Because it was making me so stressed out. It was very good. <laughs> Chloe is running around <laughs> looking for Lucifer. And oh, I was like, ah, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, there should have been a song called Where's Lucifer?
1: yeah. And
0: I was hoping that maybe you would tell me. Unfortunately, no. Chloe is indeed running around the precinct and looking for Lucifer.
1: While Chloe is running around the precinct, Ella approaches her. And since nobody told Ella that Lucifer is back, she of course assumes Chloe is having some kind of mental breakdown and seeing Lucifer when he's not actually there. Good assumption. And I was very angry that no one told Ella that he's back because she has been very vocal that she has a hard time with him, just leaving Mm,
0: mm. and you know she has a point nobody told her he's leaving so why would anybody tell her he's back
1: yeah and i'm very angry with the continued ignorance ella is being shown by both the writers and the friends and co-workers that she supposedly has yeah but speaking of the writing chloe going well he's been through pause 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 hell thank
0: you thank you thank you There is numerous of remarks like this and they're all absolutely excellent. I fucking love it. Ah. Also, kind of the point. Again, we know this is not Lucy. Would the not Lucy know he should text Ella? Or if actual real Lucifer would be back, would he actually text Ella?
1: Because of the events in Boo Normal, yes, Lucifer would reply to the dancing parakeet.
0: Right? So... I think this is yet another further proof of catch on, people. This is not how Lucifer behaves. This is not Lucifer.
1: And since we know that Lucifer is not Lucifer, when we go over into the penthouse and we hear him (laughs) practice being Lucifer, and then the camera pans and we see. But! Not just a but, but he is artfully positioned with careful placement of each limbs so that certain limbs are not visible very well done very 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 well done i couldn't focus in this scene i'm sorry get over yourself woman it was very
0: good okay i'm not talking about the butt shot but in general that scene was very very
1: good and as much as vero and probably many viewers get distracted I found the scene to be incredibly impressive when it comes to Tom Ellis' performance because on the one hand, you do have this obvious eye candy shot with, yay, we get a naked, not Lucifer, but it's still Tom Ellis, so I don't care if it's Lucifer or not. On the one hand, you're going all like rawr. But on the other hand, he is so creepy. He is so disturbing and it turns the entire visual attractiveness on its head Mm-hmm. you start the shot already in the knowledge this is not lucifer but yeah. you still go like hey i can appreciate some like candy and then as we continue to focus on his face you just go like no 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 tom ellis hot damn
0: yeah he does an incredible job with the accent in this scene where he is essentially using his own accent but there's something off I can't point it out. I couldn't go and say he says this word differently, there's a different rhythm to this sentence. I couldn't do that because I just can't find the little details. But you can tell that it's fake. That's what makes it so good. So yeah, incredible. And we. Again, see, from the posture, from his hand tremor, from the inconsistencies with accent, from the fact that he didn't even touch the piano, the broken piano, Lucifer would never leave that broken like that. Not long term. He may have left it overnight, but not, you know. So there is a lot of details coming through that are very much not Lucifer. We
1: finally now have our crime scene.
0: Ella is at least absolutely enjoying this case. She is very much into this. I could see her wanting to be an astronaut when she was a kid or like working on a base or something like that, working for NASA, because she just has such a scientific heart. So I can see... She's
1: a fucking nerd. Of course this is a dream come true.
0: Yeah, then uh, not Lucy shows up, does its whole bit where he starts talking to Ella and then suddenly out of nowhere, Ella shows up with her signature move and starts beating him up with a shoe, with her own shoe, which is what she already did before once. And I loved it then and I'm loving it again because back then she did it to her own brother. This move from Ella just proves, again, how much she is actually attached to Lucifer and how much she loves him, how much of a family she thinks of him.
1: She considers him her brother, yes. Then Lucifer just outright lies to her. And it was perfectly done because this is what was bound to happen, that Ella references the lie that Chloe and Mace have been telling her. And you can see in Chloe's face the expectancy of, oh my god, this is now gonna come out and he's gonna talk about hell about And then he just easily goes along with it. Mm -hmm. And her face shifts instantly to wait a moment, something's weird.
0: Yeah, because Lucifer, I can imagine him starting genuinely talking about hell. Not even reacting to the fact that she said Florida. He would just straight on go to, I was in hell, now I'm back. Or something in that sense. He wouldn't have an issue doing that. And you know, a lot of people refer to Florida as hell. That's one of the reasons why they chose to say to everyone that Lucifer went to Florida. So, you know. And Ella gets her cursing moment. She says, No mas apa mierda. Which, if I understand this correctly and bear with me because my Spanish is very rusty, this means no more of that bullshit or no more of that shit.
1: Chloe watches on as Ella decides to forgive Lucifer and she hugs him. And she goes on with her business and her work on the case. Chloe is very much, hmm, what happened? You don't lie. Why? And he's so reasonable. Not Lucifer is so fucking reasonable within this moment that, hey, it's a white lie. I didn't want to expose that you had been lying to her. And also sometimes a white lie can actually do more good than telling the truth. And he decides to prove it with Dan. I hated
0: that so much.
1: This is the first instance, of course, where it happens. But in the entire episode, I hated it very much that Dan is seemingly so much more receptive and potentially positive towards Michael than towards Lucifer. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it. I want Dan and Lucifer to get along with each other.
0: Unfortunately Dan didn't have the chance to mend his relationship with Lucifer after he started his healing process. Well knowing now that Lucifer will be coming back I'm hoping that they are gonna get a chance to work on their relationship. Definitely. But yes you're right. It's a bit iffy seeing this. I don't like it. This entire episode there is a couple more moments I will point this out as well, is very, very well directed and shot. It's so beautiful to look at. It
1: creates the emotional response that we need. Mm. And of course, We get the title card and move over into therapy, let's call it that. Yeah,
0: let's call it therapy because it's nice that Chloe is very much friendly and telling Linda. But, you know, next time maybe she should make an appointment and pay for it if she wants a little bit of a therapy session.
1: But it's very good that she straight away goes to Linda to verbalize this and to talk about this. For sure,
0: for sure. They have a conversation about what changed with Lucifer and what didn't. Linda kind of goes along with everything and she can explain everything and then she ends up on uh, well, at least He never lies Right Yeah Because that's one thing He never does
1: And Chloe shares Instantly This very very important New information With the new Not not lying Behavior Linda is Taken aback Just as much As Chloe was When she first witnessed it Mm -hmm. And of course Chloe has so many things To obsess about With the She didn't get a literal I love you back Lucifer is now lying As amazing as Linda is She's not wrong That Chloe and Lucifer Are perfect for each other Because they both Don't really listen To what she says And that was very very hilarious Yeah
0: why she even come in there If she's not gonna listen to what Linda has to say Because you need a sounding board Sometimes to reach your own conclusions Yeah fair enough fair enough but my last thing I want to say about this scene is Friends, please, trust your instincts This is not Lucifer And this was the first time I believe I went into all cups in it. Oh no, it was not It's like a fifth time I was very enthusiastic when I was making my notes
1: In retrospect, we do know that Chloe knew from the kiss onward That something was off
0: Yes, but she still thinks this is Lucifer at this moment I'm Pretty sure she
1: wants to believe it
0: uh, That is another thing, but she ex- Explicitly says that she doesn't realize that it is somebody else until the maze scene. Until yeah, the maze this moment. is what is so. She is very suspicious and I really appreciate that. Now, her solution to this crisis is to go back to normal, which is something that we've seen from Lucifer so many times.
1: Chloe is channeling so much Lucifer in this episode, it's hilarious. It's
0: amazing. We get a montage, interview montage right now of the all five suspects and it's incredible. The entire thing with the flask and with all the questions and leading things. It was incredible.
1: The oversexual stuff with the at least hit on her. <laughs> it
0: was brilliant. Also, excuse me, Sharon Osborne is on Lucifer as Sharon Osbourne?
1: That was hilarious. I do wonder how they got her. So we see Sharon
0: at first and I'm like I stopped the episode and I was like fuck I know her oh yes oh yes that's Sharon Osborne married to Ozzy good good who is she playing and then they call her Sharon and I'm like wait a minute is she playing herself and then the whole bite the head of a bat and her going one prince of darkness to another my mind started expanding Loading all over the place. Thinking this is incredible that they got her to do this. Because there is just so many
1: references. Also it fits Sharon's Osbourne character. Since they also had like a real life cover drama documentary. About the Osbournes at some point. So it would make sense that Sharon Osborne is like. Yeah of course I'm gonna go on this weird experiment. To secure my place on Mars or something. So yeah. That was very, very hilarious. But to me, the best part about this, of course, was Chloe's growing confusion. What the fuck is wrong with not Lucifer? Outside of interrogation, we have Ella, of course, coming up with more information and she wears a great shirt. You matter, than you energy.
0: That's amazing.
1: I really appreciate the costume department getting all the best cute nerdy shirts for her because you matter, then you energy is great. Mm,
0: yes, it's very smart. And it also fits with the case. I feel like she always wears t-shirts that relate to the episode somehow. Yes. Which is brilliant. You know. Just another thing. And then Chloe is getting really frustrated just before Ella shows up with Lucifer. Well, not Lucifer. She grabs Dan's pudding, sticks it in not Lucy's hand. And he gets really confused, which, again, why? Because if he's watching, he should know. But also, he's just like staring at her, and Dan shows up and he just takes it all in stride, just expecting there would be something wrong with the pudding. And Kevin Alejandro, the physical comedy of that the face facial expressions, the way he, the licking bit, of licks the pudding. a little bit and everything. It's amazing. It's extremely funny. And I was so entertained this episode. In general, I was so entertained. and This was one of the reasons because everybody is just putting everything out there. Everything they have. It's all there. It's amazing.
1: We leave the precinct and we go back to the space program storyline. And yay! Self-identifying happens! Uh, Chloe... Sees the potential for it with being away from your loved ones and thus changing. And even when you come back, you're never quite the same. It's very, very well done. Her watching Not Lucy through all of this was very entertaining. My note was, ah,
0: time to project. Yeah. So, yeah, here we are. The inevitable is happening. But then she gets thrown off all over again and he stops her on the staircase and does this whole speech. I'm not sure. If this is just because I knew that this is not Lucifer already. It made me feel so... You know, it's like he's going for something and it's just a sliver off. And it makes you feel so uncomfortable. It made me feel so uncomfortable watching this. While also he was saying such nice words, but they just sounded
1: extremely fake and flat.
0: But yeah, that's all I have on this scene anyway.
1: We go back into the penthouse when the elevator door opens... We see this tilted stance that has been hinted towards throughout the first part of this episode. And now he has a very, very prominent, like the shoulder is very high up. When you do this on a rewatch, you notice in other shots that his t- head is usually tilted in a certain position. He always presents himself in some way of a twisted bodily posture. It's very creepy. It's very effective. And so he comes inside and of course gets wailed on by May who is very very angry that he went home without her and that just breaks my heart
0: yeah Mace is being extremely Extremely emotional. And she takes Michael down and we get the reveal that this is Michael. And we get the accent.
1: I mean, obviously, Michael isn't aware of that. Because I'm pretty sure that his weird posture and everything also is part of his self actualization Yeah, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, there's something more than just a chip on your shoulder. Like His wings that he now reveals to Mace also seem a bit off. So I do wonder, was he hurt in the rebellion and the fight against Lucifer? Is this why he hates Lucifer so much? Was he hurt during something else? Is the potential wound part of something that he is imagining? Probably gonna learn more about this as this goes on. But most importantly he reveals his wings and we see that they are not white like Lucifer's but they are dark. Anyway we do get a massive exposition dump in this scene. Which includes the title drop.
0: Exactly. Michael talking to Mace about what happened after Lucifer went to hell. In my humble opinion, I think that Mace is correct and he was jealous and that is the reason why he decided to go after Lucifer's life. But, you know, he has different words for it. He seems to have very f- full-formed thoughts on every single thing that exists. He is getting very annoying and of course that is the point of this character so I very much appreciate everything that's been said in this and then he says this thing you know Mace listens to him and she chimes in here and there but then he says a sentence that I think is a first hint of Mace not really being on uh, kind of in with the plan he says maybe even break a few as in break a few of Lucifer's toys which would imply that he would try to hurt one of Mace's friends
1: yeah but she still goes along with it in the end and we're gonna have to talk about this but before we get that far she points out to him that Chloe is smart and that Chloe is going to figure him out And so that his plan won't work. And then he changes his approach and tries to reel her into his shenanigans. And she agrees. Yeah. She agrees to help him. And I was very upset with this because Mace is friends with all of these people. Mace is very close friends with Linda and she was very close with Chloe and she cares a lot about Trixie. So these three people are like the minimum of people that she should be caring about. She also cares quite a lot about Dan by now, I'd say. But not as overtly. Well, of course. When I go to the minimum, then Linda and Trixie are like the core. Then comes Chloe. And then comes Dan. And then long long time comes nothing.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: I was very angry with her agreeing this quickly and easily to this. Because this is endangering her friends. And the only reason that I could come up with that made, this makes sense is that Maze is doing this to Chloe because Chloe broke up with her last episode. Yes. And I hate this because this is petty revenge.
0: Of course it is. It's Maze. I feel like they are going to try to shoehorn this in. I personally don't have that much of an issue with her being convinced so quickly because we've known Maze to be very much driven by her own emotions and she is feeling very strongly about what happened. She has been left behind by Lucifer. But I think this is just her
1: misplacing her anger at Eve and Chloe. She's being led astray by her own emotions and thus grasping at... Michael offering an easy way to lash out.
0: However it's getting a little annoying that this is a thing that keeps happening to her and she never seems to learn. Yeah. She always seems to kind of go back from it for a little bit and do better and be better and then she falls right back into it and Chloe does the same thing to her later on so easily and I don't like that.
1: Yeah because on the one hand it is repetitive writing which is annoying and on the other hand it is no character development which is also annoying Mm. so we'll see where it goes I'm good with accepting it in this moment because the breakup with Chloe was a very emotional last episode and was so recent so this is why I can get on board with this in this instant but like you said this is getting repetitive this is getting annoying this needs to evolve exactly so we'll see how it's gonna go in the future and if it doesn't evolve You'll be here, hearing (laughs) us, complaining about it. Yep. Speaking of complaining, can I continue my complaining in our very short Lux scene? Yes, I will just lead you
0: into the complaints with a song that is playing in the background by Robert Edwards and other various artists called Are You Ready?
1: And I was not ready for Amenadiel not to recognize Michael as Michael because, yes, Elizabeth and Michael are twins, But also, they all grew up together throughout millennia and it hasn't been that long for Amenadiel that he's seen Michael. Yeah. And so this annoyed the shit out of me. And later in the episode, it's referenced that it actually didn't take him as long as usual to figure out that Michael was playing him, which makes it even worse to me. Mm -hmm. So I hated this.
0: To me, watching this scene, Michael seems to be master of misdirection. So since single time somebody gets closer or gets on the right trail he throws them off by saying something to them that we learn later is drawing out their own fears which completely distracts them from their train of thought which is exactly what happens with deal here where he goes this is not what Lucifer would do what what and you can see him go through the interaction and catching up and Michael immediately starts talking about Charlie, you know? So, and suddenly, Amenadio is completely destructed, drops everything, and doesn't even think about it twice until Linda brings it up again.
1: Straps his son onto his chest that never lets him go again. That is is such an
0: Ames move.
1: But he actually raised a really good point that basically he, Michael is drawing out fears and using it to distract people from noticing when something is off. And since Michael is relying on fear, it also makes sense that he doesn't have enough emotional empathy to use the information he has about Lucifer's life to extrapolate from it two parts that he didn't know about because he knows enough about Lucifer for the one-on-one interaction with deal with Chloe and like normal people but he doesn't have enough emotional intelligence and the fear approach doesn't work to extrapolate how to behave working as Lucifer because he has never seen Lucifer work which is why he has to fall back onto his normal behaviors which makes him so off See thank you, that makes me feel so much better, thank you, this is the solution
0: i was looking for
1: nothing else in looks except complain 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 solution explanation complain yay beautiful it is time for stakeout i did not expect the way the scene unfolds i was expecting like proper time spent together in the car more conversation, more misleading, more fear, more skeptical, Chloe, yadda yadda yaddy. But no, instead, we get a fucking high-speed car chase in an unmarked car with no sirens, no backup, no anything. And I'm like, Chloe, what you doing,
0: girl? I know, right? First, why would Michael even scream at the guy like this? Why wouldn't Chloe, get out of the car and instead just shout back at the guy again out of the window. Second note, we have a song called Warrior by Las Palmas that starts playing for the car chase. Third note, (laughs) Chloe can drive. That doesn't surprise me. Why doesn't turn on her fucking siren? I do not understand that.
1: So we have the car chase, they corner the car and they get out. For whatever reason without proper blocking the dead end exits the car just rushes against them
0: did she take out her badge when she comes out comes out at him with a gun or is she just aiming a gun at him
1: she's aiming a gun at him because he's racing towards her and using his vehicle as a weapon she shoots him in the shoulder, which is nice shot, Chloe. Definitely intentional. Michael realizes, whoopsie, we're gonna get hit. And he cradles her against himself. And he's being very smart about this because he cradles her head in the nook of his neck so that she can't see his wings.
0: That was one thing that I was like, did she get to see the wings or not?
1: He has his hand on the back of her head and really folds her He's definitely two. trying to hide it from her,
0: yes. But... One, the shot of them flying over the car is one of the most beautiful things in this it's entire really episode. Really well
1: done. It's really, really well done. It's
0: gorgeous. Two, it looks like it, but I was kind of hoping that she would cope. Look, just a little peek. And that would kind of help her in the assumptions, support her decisions that, henceforth. It does not technically happen, but I would have loved For this to be a part of the realization. I like Michael
1: being competent because, I mean, let's face it, so far he hasn't been the most competent one.
0: Eh, At times. Like, he's a very good liar.
1: Yeah, but at times he's also been very incompetent. So it's nice to see him acting smartly.
0: But they have this look at each other and Chloe gives him the sweetest smile at the end of the scene and i'm just so angry that this is not lucifer it's just like why don't he doesn't deserve that smile go away stop it mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Let's just move on from this so it doesn't hurt us anymore. To prove our notes
0: that Chloe should have put on a fake siren or take out her badge, apparently this guy thought that Michael and Chloe were repo people.
1: Yep, because apparently shouting LAPD was not enough of a clue for him.
0: He probably didn't hear her, to be honest.
1: She was loud enough, seriously.
0: Yes, but random dude screams at him from a car across the road. I would stop listening to anything else they have to say as well. So I don't really blame him.
1: The whole backstory of the crime gets starting with, oh, his Judy and there was an affair going and yadda yadda yadda. And let's just say, I didn't care. Because why? I didn't even no- make a note out of that. But what I did care about was, you'll never be Ryan Gosling, by the way. <laughs> that was hilarious. Because the jacket and the driving, obviously, is a drive reference. A great movie with Ryan Gosling. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Yes, watch it.
0: We get a moment in the interrogation where Michael and Chloe are actually vibing. And I Hated that I hated that With my entire being It was ugh. I actually and then, was
1: like See this is what you could have If you weren't an asshole Yes So I actually liked having this moment so that, in retrospect, I can go, Michael, you fucking idiot, if you weren't an asshole, you could have good things, like this moment.
0: Could he, though?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah, yeah. If you look at it back, she actually doesn't know that he's not Lucifer yet, technically. She's just slightly off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. (laughs) We get out of the interrogation room and see Michael just standing in the precinct and just staring in front of himself. Just standing there and then approaching. And then approaches. What are you doing? (laughs) So good. And Michael's like "Eh, nothing just standing here. No I'm literally doing nothing. And this is the difference between Michael and Lucifer. Michael clearly this is his safe zone. He is very able to just stand around, do literally nothing. Lucifer, no. can't. He cannot sit still for one second. He cannot stand still without there being a reason for him to stand there. Yeah. So Danielle is so right on the money.
1: Chloe shows up and ta-da! We have a free evening for herself and so-called Lucifer. And i Totally didn't get that this was an invitation to dinner from Michael. Did you?
0: As in, did you not realize that he wants her to come over? Yeah. I did, actually. Because he says, I'm gonna be all by my lonesome having dinner. And yes, like, an appropriate reaction would be, "Mm -hmm, yeah, have fun. I'm sure you'll think of something and walk away. But... You know, in this moment, because Chloe is actually waiting for something to happen.
1: But she asks then, then if that was an invitation. Because yes. she also isn't sure. Yes, and so because it's feel... not very
0: straightforward. You're right.
1: To close up this precinct scene, though, I want to point out that this is where I finally noticed that Chloe is wearing the bullet necklace.
0: Oh, I didn't notice until they pointed out... <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's visible beforehand, but here it was very prominent to me, and I was like, "Oh, she's still wearing it! Oh my god, it's gonna be horrible, right?" Of course, I was right that it's gonna be horrible what? because we go over to the penthouse. The candles are lit, so I was in my brain. Okay, so I guess it was an invitation, <laughs> and she prepared. And then we see him on the bed with a woman and I didn't clock Maze instantly. And my brain goes, hmm, so not an invitation after all then. Except. It's a setup, so yes. Unless... No free sums for Chloe Decker. I'm sorry, she has made that very clear in the past that she is not interested in group activities.
0: I meant it was an invitation and
1: he did prepare. It's an invitation because for the bad setup, but yes. In good faith, it wasn't an invitation. And then Maze turns around. I realize like, oh, that is Maze. And... (sighs) I was angry. I was angry because Chloe is hurt and I have come to care very much about Chloe. And because I have come to care so much about her, I hate it when they hurt her. Especially on such a stupid level. She does the only right thing, which is trying to fuck off.
0: I was so pissed off when Michael gets inside the elevator. I was so pissed off.
1: Which surprised me. I did not expect him to manage to get there in time and mm. like stab his arm through the doors. So that was well done. And he goes like, hell just came rushing back to me and yadi yadda yaddy. yaddy, yaddy. And he he tries touching her and she just goes, don't. So my appreciation and my love for Chloe just grows because the way she's holding it together in this moment was very impressive. And so, yeah. And also, fuck you, Michael, of course.
0: Then he tries to touch her again and she literally takes his hand and like throws it off of her.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's just the energy in there. I was so, (laughs) so upset. I hated the fact that she couldn't leave. I hated the fact that he kept on talking. But this is good writing. This is just genuinely... I want to feel this pain because once it gets better, the payoff is going to be incredible. Hopefully so. And it is at the end of this, like the last scene of this episode.
1: There's going to be a lot to talk about. There's going to be a lot to talk about. But first, I'm going to start us with another complaint in the next scene. We start the press conference and Chloe has no chill. She just marches through the crowd confronts Brody like yo dude you're talking to us now no we're not press get your butt over there most importantly in this scene to me is that we see Michael's powers in action finally yes because Chloe goes all like hey maybe it's time to do your thing you know with the eyes and he does it he has to know fully well that this is just gonna raise her skepticism even more yeah but he does it nonetheless and he goes what is it that you truly fear <sighs> And I mean, it works. It's nice. It
0: works. Yeah, 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 for sure. The desire versus fear. It's fascinating. And it's it's amazing how this completely changes the personality of fake Lucifer or faking Lucifer. Because now he's going to have to add on a layer and an explanation to why suddenly his powers are different.
1: But he doesn't even have to because Chloe does it for him. And she exactly. goes, no wonder dishonesty and fear followed you back. And my heart was just like... like... Like, no, retrospect, she already knew, can't be Lucifer, but my heart still went aw. Also, Michael seems genuinely affected by Chloe being misunderstanding with him and the power and everything. Yeah. So I was wondering, because later on, he's like, "Mm, maybe I'm not going to destroy his life. Maybe I'm going to take it over. This is, I think, the first step where he starts considering this. Yeah, that it is. Since the next scene is Lux, I assume we have a song?
0: Indeed we do. It's (laughs) by Freya Nyberg. I am probably butchering the pronunciation, so
1: I am sorry for that.
0: And it's called Feels So Good.
1: Well, bad title for this moment, because Amenadiel is not feeling good. But he found a workable solution to fix his fear about Charlie by simply never letting him out of his sight, ever.
0: It's not a great solution, let's put that out in the open. I love that Linda is very centered in this moment. And in general in this episode again we have seen her kind of going through the beginning of motherhood and we didn't have much of her in focus last week. So it's kind of nice to see her more focused on what's happening around her and recognizing that there's something wrong happening with Amenadiel and addressing it immediately.
1: It's nice to have competent linda Berg and not hyper focus helicopter parent linda exactly which
0: brings us to the fact that amenadiel tells her why he's being this way and you know how sharing information actually works in your favor he actually ends up realizing after she says let's not let our fears get the best of us and in that moment amenadiel realizes
1: what this is about you're absolutely right but i didn't realize it but now that oh, you point you know? it out it makes perfect sense thank you <laughs> yes because he does this
0: double take it's just like oh shit you're talking about fears and i was terrified and it is all about fears and lucifer's lying
1: he focused on her sharing the information that lucifer now lies not on the let's not let fear but you're absolutely right this is the big blinking red warning word like Fear. Mm-hmm. Lucifer. Looks like Lucifer. Fear. Isn't Lucifer? It's hey, Michael! Wee. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so the combination, the fact that they share what is happening with each other. Yeah, helps them solve this. Exactly. It's lovely seeing this. Communication for the win. We've said it so many times. Talk to your
1: therapist, even if your therapist is the mother of your child. Just talk to your friends, at least. And listen to your friends.
0: Talk to somebody is the point of this.
1: But now we have to go into the precinct. And this is painful. This entire scene. I kept everything in the precinct together. Mm -hmm. And... uh... I don't remember what half of my notes mean, to be honest, because the main thing that has burned itself into my brain is A, Ella sleeping at the microscope, dreaming of Aragorn, probably a naughty dream because she says that's not your sword. So I do wonder, was it a dick dream? Why would your brain
0: go there? Of course it's not. Of course it's Nerdy Dream that is my opinion that might be your
1: opinion. What reason could possibly could you have in a nerdy dream to tell Aragorn that that's not your sword?
0: I don't know. Maybe they're going into battle
1: and Aragorn would take the wrong weapon. I don't think so.
0: Well, maybe you don't think so, but why not? That's not the point. It's the dream. I'm not I don't want to argue about this because my mind did not go there whatsoever. <laughs>
1: however where
0: my mind did go was can we please add this to our question list for amy garcia can she tell us what
1: this dream was about sure
0: yay i win today
1: now i remember another part right before this microscope moment chloe talks to mace exactly that's what i forgot and now my comments make more sense Well, I could have told you that if I had known what to ask. My first note is, Mace, why is she there? And then she's often at a precinct delivering bounties.
0: But not like this. Not talking to Chloe, especially right now, you know. And then I've written down, Chloe assumes a lot of things. And watching their conversation, I was like, yes, I am pretty sure that Chloe knows.
1: Also, Chloe is so mean at the same time as pretending to be a good person because she's Shit, like obviously desperate if he was reaching out to you. Yes. However, I am not angry about that. No, 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 no. But it's like, damn, girl, you cut deep.
0: Yep, she knows where to go. And immediately, even though for us as a viewer, it wasn't 100% clear yet if she knows or not, I was leaning towards yes, but. The fact that she tells Mace about the whole, I am ready to have sex with him and stuff. It just felt like a setup for Mace. So uh, apparently Mace just believes what anybody tells her.
1: Which is surprising. Like you expect a demon to be more competent when it comes to detecting and dealing with lies. I know. Detecting
0: not detention fuck what's the what's the what's the uh, mm, mm, i don't want for lies i don't want for lies starts with D. deception deception
1: detecting deception detecting deception in detective decker oh my god i love this a demon detecting de- a demon detecting deception in detective decker
0: isn't that the most sexiest thing that we've said all night long
1: yes i'm weird do you want me to put this like this needs to be <laughs> in the tweet or in the episode or somewhere uh we will put it somewhere (laughs) when i edit i'm gonna pin it to remind us yeah a demon detecting deception a detective decker i love Mm. it actually it's quite nice it is beautiful and a lot of these just like in the aragorn dream (laughs) (laughs) okay well speaking of the aragorn again
0: Heading right back through the lab and through the dream into a coffee break. Which made me so uncomfortable. Oh my god. Oh god. For this, we get a song that Ooh. ended up being my favorite and the centerpiece of my demos in the music called When I Get My Hands On
1: You. I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs>
0: Which is by The New Basement Tapes slash the project that is called The New Basement Tapes. But actually written by, well, the lyrics are by Bob Dylan. And if you want to know how that's possible, Google or listen to my dolls in the music.
1: Be lazy. Become a patron.
0: I'm sorry. Chloe
1: is so good
0: in this scene.
1: It's so good. But only because Michael is so awkward. He has no idea what hits him. See, see, Michael has to be a virgin. He is so uncomfortable and has no idea what he's doing.
0: But he likes what's happening. Does he? I mean, it seems like he likes what it's doing to him with the subtle looks in the southern regions and stuff.
1: Oh, the prolonged touching and the, <sighs> the grabbing the money out of his Pocket. Oh and, yeah. Uh, look at our reflection in the snack machine. It's like Huah! this was
0: <laughs> on the first watch through. This was my f- one of my favorite scenes for sure, and it has not changed watching it again for the pod because Lauren German delivers.
1: Oh my God! Yes, Lauren kills this, and she Chloe is also kills this. So but, incredible!
0: Ugh. And then you have the layer of Chloe actually, and in this moment, I'm like. Shh, Don't tell me she doesn't know. You can't tell me she doesn't know.
1: Oh, she definitely has to know. But also, Chloe is super cop Chloe. And within this conversation and seduction and playing Michael... She has a revelation for the case. And of course, abandons the whole seduction thing. Like, nope, yep, gotta deal with this. It fucks off. Which is just so Chloe. <gasps> it is. And I don't think that she was going
0: to take this any further at the precinct. So essentially, it would have ended up similarly, even without that case realization. But the fact that she goes instantly within like a half a second from ooh i am so into you and can i look at us how beautiful we are ooh never to- mind actually oh. got to work oh case work bye um essentially chloe just gives michael blue balls and just leaves him behind As he stands there, Linda appears. And this is so painful. My first question was, I wonder if Linda is in on it. In on it in what way? You know, it probably is not the case because, you know, the whole situation and how it unfolds. But my first reaction when I saw Linda approach was... I wonder if she was kind of waiting around the corner to try to poke holes into Michael's stories after Chloe so goes in, back inside. So in on it that Chloe told her the that know. this is yes. not Lucifer. Yes, in the no.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know Sorry. what what no you were referring to. Ah, uh, uh, uh. So was, yeah, no, no, that was...
0: I don't think so now, but this is the note that I made at the start of this moment. But then he goes on and I hate him even more. He has a brilliant talent of making me hate him. It's very good at that.
1: Remember all the way back in season two when I hated mom Mm -hmm. and nothing great about Trisha Helfer could just change my opinion on that. And then we had Charlotte, and I loved, loved, loved Charlotte so, so much. And now we have the same actor in the same episode playing two different characters. One. Whom we love and one whom we despise. And it's just perfect. It's wonderful. But also it's horrible and we hate Michael. Because this is, of course, terrible. When he pulls out this fear of Linda of being a bad mother.
0: See, this is why I don't want to make excuses for him in any way. Because if he does that, he clearly is using the fear as a weapon. And it's not just happening around him.
1: I'm not making excuses for what he is doing now. I'm looking for... An explanation How he got there
0: Yeah That's fair enough Yeah Anyway I hate him For what he did to Linda At this moment So fuck him Fuck Michael
1: The entire scene ends Of course With Chloe Being super cop And knowing exactly Where they have to go And off we go Good woman So we get
0: to this house And I hate it (laughs) Oh god There's so much hate I so despised The way Michael Sets up this situation the way he leaves her behind he breaks into the house and just goes off and leaves her behind
1: and is being fucking creepy
0: obviously but you know like normally chloe would knock maybe call out lapd open up or you know but this is the second time now where she doesn't identify herself immediately after Entering a premise or something, you know, it's just She's behaving quite out of character
1: around. Yes, him. that is true
0: I don't like it and I don't like how much danger he put her in by doing so
1: He does throw himself in the way and tackles her down When the shotgun goes off So while he does put her in danger He also seems to have an interest in protecting her
0: Yes I could argue or try to argue But that by judging how sneaky Michael is He may have conspiracy brain Puts her in danger on purpose So that he can protect her Yes That he can protect her I don't
1: think that is conspiracy brain I think that is exactly how Michael works I
0: don't like that one bit though I no, I but it makes allowed sense. hate it Yes Yes It makes sense But I hate it
1: <laughs> The thing I also hated Is a very American thing Because who the fuck Has a shotgun in their house A uh, Health of America Yeah But this is never Gonna feel Not weird to me That's That true. people have Firearms like this In their private home And of course In the rest of the scene We get the whole uh, Resolution What yeah. happened The girlfriend shows up Confesses We love each other Blah 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 Ugh! Didn't care
0: My literal note says I care so little about this. Could we care any less? (laughs) No, probably not.
1: And since we can't care any less, we move to the penthouse where there is a maze. A maze? A maze with a conscious, after all. Because she says, actually, no. Making out with you, one thing. You fucking Chloe, hell to the no. Mm hmm. And Michael goes all out with, well, nice of you to stop by, but actually, I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna take Lucifer's fucking life. And this is why I went with Lucifer's life as the obsession and not Lucifer, because he is so intensely uh, occupied with Lucifer's life. Yes,
0: yes. For different reasons. At the start, it is to lure Lucifer out at the end is just for the sake of taking it for himself. Exactly. Both of which, extremely selfish and extremely stupid. Yes, definitely. From uh, my notes, obviously I was very upset about the situation, but we've said it a few times, smartly done, taking Maze down like that.
1: I was surprised it was so easy.
0: I think because he takes out the pocket square and starts playing around with it for a few seconds before he does the move. So my eyes... It's like a magician trick. My eyes are instantly drawn to it. And I think she didn't expect an attack. So when he starts handing her the handkerchief, she doesn't react, which gives him what he needs, the time that he needs in order to start choking her. He is extremely strong. We know that they are about the same strength, so this would be a matchup worthy of say to humans.
1: She's an amazing fighter. She's, she's an experienced fighter and there are ways to at least try to get out of a chokehold and the way she so fucking easily took him down in the beginning of the episode made this feel very unearned for Michael. I see where
0: you're coming from. It didn't strike me that way myself but I see where you're coming from.
1: He gets rid of Maze Puts her in the bathroom, probably. Because that is the only room that we know that is behind the bedroom. While he does that, Chloe shows up. Good timing on Chloe. He doesn't have time to kill Mace. But also bad timing on Chloe because... Few seconds earlier She would have seen Mace But Of course now Starts the whole Seduction Part 2 But Chloe Plays this Immensely smart Because So good She goes with the whole I told you that I loved you blah, blah. And Michael goes Yeah Like I said I love you And this is In my opinion, the final proof for Chloe that this is not Lucifer. Yeah. Because Lucifer did not say these words.
0: She purposefully sets it up so it doesn't give away what Lucifer actually said. She says, when we shared our feelings... With each other or something in that way. Mm. So it gives Michael the uh, insinuation that Lucifer indeed said the three words. However, if he was less self-centered and actually paid attention to Lucifer's behavior, he would know better than that because he would know that it is not that easy for Lucifer to say those words. So he will go around and around and around in circles before we, he will ever actually end up saying them.
1: And Chloe is very touchy, very tactile with Michael. And Michael struck me as so uncomfortable in this scene that this is where I made my final stand. And this is now the hill I'm going to stand on. Michael is a virgin. He has no idea how (laughs) physical intimacy or attraction works. And I loved everything about this, as awkward and horrible as it was. It was perfectly done. And she goes all out with the bullet and everything. And then she just shoots him. And she just shoots him.
0: And did you notice the moment she reveals that she knows, her voice drops like a half an octave? It goes lower. It feels like it's dead. There's no emotion behind it. It's just, a leveled voice going through and it's beautiful.
1: She played him before so it makes sense that she she switches it up. But to me the best part about this is she shoots him once. He acknowledges that she's right and then she just keeps shooting him. Yeah.
0: And he goes you know this one hurt me. And she says yeah but it makes me feel better. And I'm like
1: yes! Go Chloe! Same girl. Same. (laughs) Empty the entire clip into her. Uh, Ah, Awesome. But
0: then the first of two mistakes happens Mm. in this episode and that is that Chloe says you are no Lucifer which takes Michael back and this is in my opinion where he decides to tell her that she is a gift from God because I am willing to believe that he was ready to let this go and maybe retreat back to heaven and maybe not say anything you know give her this victory
1: no no no. he would not have given her this victory but it would not have felt as much of a loss but now she's slighting him yes that's well said she's doing one thing that he cannot let go, which is compare, compare him to Lucifer and have him not come out on top. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> which in this moment kind of makes sense, but it gets reconfirmed by the conversation that he has in the next scene. The one last thing about this scene, I was kind of surprised that he just leaves when she asks him to because Chloe really doesn't have any
1: leverage. I like- love that he just leaves one floor down because I was also <laughs> like, okay, he's just leaving. Oh, he just went to the bar.
0: <laughs> yeah. So as much as I love that Chloe stands her ground, this was kind of like, but but why is he leaving again? It's not like she can do anything to him.
1: But he has already done everything he wanted to her. That is fair enough.
0: So uh, he moves downstairs to Lux and we get a uh, song by Time Cop 1983 called On The Run.
1: He's not on a run yet. But Ames caught up and on that this is Michael. Yep. And then uh, this is the second mistake of
0: this episode that happens. And that is Amenadiel antagonizing Michael even further. Because now, after that,
1: he is
0: going to be back. There is no way he's gonna let this go.
1: But I love that Amenadiel is fully on Team Lucifer. Well, of course. No, but it's not of course to me. Because looking back at four fucking seasons of this show amenadiel has come such a long way
0: he did and so this
1: this is a really nice obvious and explicit confirmation amenadiel is now on team lucifer with everything and i fucking love that i fucking love that i think i agree and i think that the last drop
0: last straw to add to that loyalty was the fact that Lucifer has decided to sacrifice his own life on Earth to protect Charlie in his, in Eminidil's eyes. Which Maybe not necessarily not be the only or the main reason why no, Lucifer one went back to hell, but it's definitely one of them. And Amenadiel appreciates that because he loves his family and he knows that Lucifer sacrificing so much by going to hell to protect his family. So, yeah.
1: The loyalty was earned. Before we leave Lux, a song starts that then gives us our closing montage, which I kept all together. So please let us know what this song for the montage is, because this is once again my one moment where I have great song. Hope this is The Devils in the Music. It is not
0: the last song of the episode is by Oceans and Hail called Dark Sight. And the style of the song is something that we've heard a few times already. And usually... We end up in hell when we hear these types of songs. So uh, into the montage we go with this extremely depressing, very, very good piece of music.
1: So I'm already taking down the note that this is the potential switcheroo song for Summoning Five. Goodie! I fucking adore this song. The song was great because it was so painful and yeah. so fitting. And we go into the montage with Linda having this picture in her hand. She had a baby before. We don't have any information what happened with the baby. Did it die? Did she give it away? We see her having this picture in the hand and we see a date on it. So it's inferred that she was apparently quite young when she had this child. We don't know anything about what happened with the child. If it died, if she gave it away, who the father was. So this is probably something that we're gonna learn more about. But obviously... She doesn't have the child now. And this of course explains her huge fears of failing Charlie and why she is so why she was struggling so much when the pregnancy came up and why she was so hyper focused on Charlie and everything. But as well as this is done, I'm sorry, I do not care. Is it just because there is a child involved? I don't care about these, like, baby one, baby two, connection between the babies. It's... Uh, I I don't have the... It, it, it doesn't work for me. Like, make it baby penguins and that would work for me.
0: See, that's the thing. It's just because it's a child. It's not... It has nothing to do with the way it's written.
1: Yeah, it, it, and I can appreciate... And as I said, this is, this is really well done. But it, it doesn't get me emotionally.
0: Yeah, uh, that's fair. Just before... We actually see Linda, we have a quick shot of Mace breaking her bond. So we know that she's alive and she is on the move. She is not tied up in the penthouse. But she is pissed, I'd say. Understandably so. And then we see the whole Linda situation. And then we see Chloe thinking about what
1: she's been just told. While she thinks about what she has been told, we cross into hell... With a beautiful transition. And the lyrics mm-hmm. in this moment are Will you cross over? Yep.
0: They <laughs> love doing shit like that. They love it. And I love it too. I, I love that they love it. it. Yeah. It's so good. And look at that deal realized that he was too antagonizing to Michael and now he needs a backup.
1: I don't think that's the motivation. I rather think that a Amenadiel- Realized Michael showing up and Michael being who he is this is too much of a danger Lucifer needs to be at least in the know so I don't think it's like okay I fucked up and now I have to tell him but it's rather like okay Michael is playing around with people that Lucifer cares about and I'm the only one who can let Lucifer know I really really adore that Amenadiel went down to hell to let Lucifer know I was a bit confused that Lucifer is like uh, patrolling the perimeter or something in hell just killing the time doesn't really feel like a king of hell responsibility but maybe he was just trying to get away or something
0: maybe he was just going for a walk you know part of his daily routine
1: but this is where we end admire the sights this is where we end and yeah
0: that is where we end and for me that's that means one thing lucifer is coming back Finally, about time so uh, as we've mentioned repeatedly i did not have any interest whatsoever in the case of the week. You know, there was the obvious parallel thing and there were some really beautiful shots that came with the case of the week that I loved. But to point out what I was really interested in was the introduction of the villain of the season, presumably, Michael. I had loads of fun and we've talked about this. Tom Ellis, Lauren German Every single person, every single performance in this episode was absolutely incredible. The seduction scene alone, then the confrontation scene at the end, to name the most impactful and acting-wise beautiful moments of this episode. Mace being so easily manipulated by both... Michael and Chloe is something I wish they wouldn't explore any further and I will be keeping an eye on that because Maze did amazing work on herself the last season and I just don't want her to get caught in the middle of some shit like all over again. Dan is being excellent the entire episode and I'm glad Linda is back as I mentioned helping people and working.
1: Helping people, hunting things. Mm. Sorry.
0: But lastly, I want to give Ella a mention by saying, please, please, give me more.
1: I mean, what to say? A whole episode without our proper Lucifer on the TV show Lucifer was weird but curious. It was a bit sad, as I have said before. That Dan seems so much, or seemed so much more at ease with Michael than with Lucifer. I was also a bit annoyed with Mace, but she is still going through a lot because a lot of her progress last season happened at the very end, and she did come around in the end. So it is time now for her to learn actual lessons and implement them in her life, and not just go through repeat girl movements. Yet again, no progress for Ella, and even more baby backstory for Linda. I am whelmed with both of these parts. (laughs) Mostly I am impressed by Chloe and Amenadiel, especially the latter. Because both saw through Michael and each did what they could to sort this out. With Chloe confronting Michael in a perfect way. And Amenadiel not only sending Michael off, but also reaching out to Lucifer as the only person who could do this. This is not the last we see of Michael, I am sure. He is way too bitter about everything Lucifer related and such an obsession is not going to go well for anyone between him and Lucifer. And that is basically everyone that we care about. So can't wait to see where this is going. And with this, we say thank you for listening. Please find us on our various social media. We love interacting with you, either over there or when you send us emails to lucifer at taot-podcast.com. If you want to get
0: even more personal and have secret chats with us on our exclusive Discord server, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash taotpodcast. We have a whole bunch of different rewards, such as early release, merch, and hours of bonus content.
1: Yes, hours. If that sounds like too much pressure, you can help the show by leaving positive iTunes reviews. They really do help. Or telling all your friends about us, because nothing beats a personal recommendation. Thank Thank you! you. Bye. Bye!